Act Four of Edward the Second. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Edward the Second by Christopher Marlowe. Act Four, Scene One. Near the Tower of London. Enter Kent. Fair blows the wind for France. Blow, gentle gale, till Edmund be arrived for England's good. Nature, yield to my country's cause in this. A brother, no, a butcher of thy friends. Proud Edward, dost thou banish me thy presence? But I'll to France, and cheer the wronged queen, and certify what Edward's looseness is. Unnatural king, to slaughter noble men and cherish flatterers. Mortimer, I stay thy sweet escape. Stand gracious, gloomy knight, to his device. Enter Mortimer, Jr., disguised. Holla, who walketh there? Is't you, my lord? Mortimer, tis I. But hath thy potion wrought so happily? It hath, my lord. The warders, all asleep, I thank them, gave me leave to pass in peace. But hath your grace got shipping unto France? Fear it not. Exeunt. Scene two. Paris. Enter the Queen and Prince Edward. Ah, boy, our friends do fail us all in France. The lords are cruel and the king unkind. What shall we do? Madam, return to England, and please my father well, and then a fig for my uncle's friendship here in France. I warrant you, I'll win his highness quickly. I loves me better than a thousand Spencers. Oh, boy, thou art deceived, at least in this, to think that we can yet be tuned together. No, no, we jar too far. Unkind Valois, unhappy Isabel, when France rejects, Whither, oh, whither dost thou bend thy steps? Enter Sir John of Aino. Madame, what cheer? Ah, good Sir John of Aino, never so cheerless, nor so far distressed. I hear, sweet lady, of the king's unkindness. But droop not, madame, noble minds contempt despair. Will your grace with me to Aino? And there stay time's advantage with your son. How say you, my lord? Will you go with your friends, And share of all our fortunes equally? So pleaseth the queen, my mother, me it likes. The king of England, nor the court of France, Shall have me from my gracious mother's side, Till I be strong enough to break a staff, And then the proudest Spencer's heads. Well said, my lord. O oh, my sweet heart, how do I moan thy wrongs, yet triumph in the hope of thee, my joy. O oh, sweet Sir John, even to the utmost verge of Europe, or to the shore of Tanais, will we with thee to Aino, so we will. The Marquis is a noble gentleman, his grace, I dare presume, will welcome me. But who are these? Enter Kent and Mortimer, Jr. Madam, long may you live much happier than your friends in England do. Lord Edmund! and Lord Mortimer alive. Oh, welcome to France. The news was here, my lord, that you were dead, or very near your death. Lady, the last was truest of the twain, but Mortimer, reserved for better hap, hath shaken off the thraldom of the tower, and lives to advance your standard, good my lord. How mean you? And the king, my father, lives. No, my lord Mortimer. Not I, I trow. Not, son? Why not? I would it were no worse. But, gentle lords, friendless we are in France. Monsieur Legrand, 
a noble friend of yours, told us at our arrival all the news. How hard the nobles, how unkind the king hath showed himself. But, madam, right makes room where weapons want. And though a many friends are made away, as Warwick, Lancaster, and others of our party and faction, yet we have friends, assure your grace, in England, would cast up caps and clap their hands for joy to see us there appointed for our foes. Would all were well, and Edward well reclaimed, for England's honour, peace, and quietness. But by the sword, my lord, it must be deserved. The king will ne'er forsake his flatterers. My lords of England, Sith the ungentle king of France refuseth to give aid of arms to this distressed queen, his sister here, go you with her to Aino. Doubt ye not, we will find comfort, money, men, and friends ere long to bid the English king abase. How say, young prince, what think you of the match? I think King Edward will outrun us all. Nay, son, not so, and you must not discourage your friends that are so forward in your aid. Sir John of Haino, pardon us, I pray. These comforts that you give our woeful queen bind us in kindness all at your command. Yea, gentle brother, and the God of heaven prosper your happy motion, good Sir John. This noble gentleman, forward in arms, was born, I see, to be our anchor-hold. Sir John of Haino, be it thy renown that England's queen and nobles in distress have been by thee restored and comforted. Madame, along, and you, my lords, with me, that England's peers may Aino's welcome see. Exeunt. Scene three. The Royal Palace, London. Enter the King, Arundel, the Spencers, and others. Thus, after many threats of wrathful war, triumpheth England's Edward with his friends, and triumph Edward with his friends uncontrolled. My lord of Gloucester, do you hear the news? What news, my lord? Why, man, they say there is great execution done through the realm. My lord of Arundel, you have the note, have you not? From the lieutenant of the tower, my lord. I pray let us see it. What have we there? Read it, Spencer. Hands it to Spencer, Jr., who reads the names. Why so? They barked apace a month ago. Now, on my life, they'll neither bark nor bite. Now, sirs, the news from France. Gloucester, I trow the lords of France love England's gold so well as Isabella gets no aid from thence. <laughs> what now remains? Have you proclaimed, my lord, reward for them can bring in Mortimer? My lord, we have, and if he be in England, I will be had ere long, I doubt it not if dost thou say spencer as true as death he is in england's ground our portmasters are not so careless of their king's command enter a post how now what's news with thee from whence come these letters my lord and tidings forth of france to you my lord of gloucester from Lavoon. gives letters to spencer junior 
my duty to your honour premised, etc. I have, according to instructions in that behalf, dealt with the King of France his lords, and effected that the Queen, all discontented and discomforted, is gone. Whither, if you ask, with Sir John of Hainault, brother to the Marquis, into Flanders, with them are gone Lord Edmund and the Lord Mortimer, having in their company divers of your nation, and as constant report goeth, they intend to give King Edward battle in England sooner than he can look for them. This is all the news of import. Your honours in all service, Lavoon. Ah, villains! Has that Mortimer escaped? With him is Edmund gone associate, and will Sir John of Eno lead the round? Welcome, a God's name, madam, and your son. England shall welcome you and all your rout. Gallop apace, bright Phoebus, through the sky, and dusky night in rusty iron car. Between you both shorten the time, I pray, that I may see that most desired day when we may meet these traitors in the field. Oh, nothing grieves me but my little boy is thus misled to countenance their ills. Come, friends, to Bristol, there to make us strong and winds as equal be to bring them in as you injurious were to bear them forth exeunt scene four near harwich enter the queen prince edward kent mortimer jr and sir john of aino now lords our loving friends and countrymen welcome to england all with prosperous winds our kindest friends in Belgia we have left, to cope with friends at home. A heavy case when forced to force is knit, and sword and glaive and civil broils makes kin and countrymen slaughter themselves in others, and their sides with their own weapons gored. But what's the help? Misgoverned kings are cause of all this rack. And Edward, thou art one among them all, whose looseness hath betrayed thy land to spoil, and made the channels overflow with blood of thine own people. Patron shouldst thou be, but thou— Nay, madam, if you be a warrior, you must not grow so passionate in speeches. Lords, sith that we are by sufferance of heaven arrived, and armed in this prince's right, here for our country's cause swear we to him all homage, fealty, and forwardness and for the open wrongs and injuries Edward hath done to us, his queen, and land, we come in arms to wreck it with the swords, that England's queen in peace may repossess her dignities and honours, and withal we may remove these flatterers from the king, that havocs England's wealth and treasury. Sound trumpets, my lord, and forward let us march. Edward will think we come to flatter him. I would he never had been flattered more. Exeunt. Scene five. Near Bristol. Enter the king, Baldock, and Spencer, Jr., flying about the stage. 
Fly, fly, my lord. The queen is overstrong. Her friends do multiply, and yours do fail. Shape we our course to Ireland, there to breathe. What? Was I born to fly and run away, and leave the Mortimers, conquerors, behind? Give me my horse, and let's reinforce our troops, and in this bed of honours die with fame. Oh, no, my lord, this princely resolution feeds not the time. Away we are pursued. Exeunt. Enter Kent alone, with a sword and target. This way he fled, but I am come too late. Edward, alas, my heart relents for thee. Proud traitor Mortimer, why dost thou chase thy lawful king, thy sovereign, with thy sword? Vile wretch! And why hast thou, of all unkind, borne arms against thy brother and thy king? Rain showers of vengeance on my cursed head, thou God, to whom in justice it belongs to punish this unnatural revolt. Edward, this Mortimer aims at thy life. Oh, fly him, then! But, Edmund, calm this rage, dissemble, or thou diest. For Mortimer and Isabel do kiss while they conspire, and yet she bears a face of love, forsooth. Fie on that love that hatcheth death and hate. Edmund, away! Bristow to Longshank's blood is false. Be not found single for suspect. Proud Mortimer pries near into thy walks. Enter the Queen, Prince Edward, Mortimer Jr., and Sir John of Aino. Successful battles gives the God of Kings to them that fight in right and fear his wrath. Since then successfully we have prevailed, thanks be heaven's great architect and you. Ere farther we proceed, my noble lords, we here create our well-beloved son, of love and care under his royal person, Lord Warden of all the realm, and sith the fates have made his father so infortunate, deal you, my lords, in this, my loving lords, as to your wisdom's fittest seems in all. Madam, without offence, if I may ask, how will you deal with Edward in his fall? Tell me, good uncle, what Edward do you mean? Nephew, your father, I dare not call him king. My lord of Kent, what needs these questions? Tis not in her controlment, nor in ours, but as the realm and parliament shall please. So shall your brother be disposed of. Aside to the queen. I like not this relenting mood in Edmund. Madam, tis good to look to him betimes. My lord, the mayor of Bristow knows our mind. Yes, madam, and they scape not easily that fled the field. Baldock is with the king. A goodly chancellor is not he, my lord? So are the Spencers, the father and the son. This, Edward, is the ruin of the realm. Enter Rysap Howell, and the mayor of Bristow, with Spencer senior, prisoner, and attendants. God save Queen Isabel and her princely son. Madam, the mayor and citizens of Bristow, in the sign of love and duty to this presence, present by me this traitor to the state, Spencer, the father to that wanton Spencer, that, like the lawless Catiline of Rome, revelled in England's wealth and treasury. We thank you all. Your loving care in this deserveth princely favours and rewards. But where's the king and the other Spencer fled? Spencer the son, created Earl of Gloucester, is with that smooth-tongued scowler Baldock gone, and shipped but late for Ireland with the king aside some whirlwind fetch them back or sink them all they shall be started thence i doubt it not shall i not see the king my father yet aside unhappy is edward chased from england's bounds 
madame what resteth why stand you in a muse i rue my lord's ill fortune but alas care of my country called me to this war madam have done with care and sad complaint your king hath wronged your country and himself and we must seek to right it as we may meanwhile have hence this rebel to the block your lordship cannot privilege your head the rebel is he that fights against his prince so fought not they that fought in edward's right take him away he prates Exeunt attendants with Spencer Senior. You, Risa Powell, shall do good service to Her Majesty, being of countenance in your country here to follow these rebellious runagates. We, in meanwhile, madam, must take advice how Baldock, Spencer, and their accomplices may in their fall be followed to their end. Exeunt. Scene six. The Abbey of Neath, Glamorganshire. Enter the abbot, monks, the king, Spencer Jr., and Baldock, the latter three disguised. Have you no doubt, my lord? Have you no fear? As silent and as careful will we be, to keep your royal person safe with us, free from suspect and fell invasion of such as have your majesty in chase, yourself and those your chosen company, as danger of this stormy time requires. Oh, father! thy face should harbour no deceit oh hadst thou ever been a king thy heart pierced deeply with sense of my distress could not but take compassion of my state stately and proud in riches and in train whilom i was powerful and full of pomp but what is he whom rule and empery have not in life or death made miserable come spencer come bulldog come sit down by me make trial now of that philosophy that in our famous nurseries of arts thou suck'dst from plato and from aristotle father this life contemplative is heaven oh that i might this life in quiet lead but we alas are chaste and you my friends your lives and my dishonour they pursue yet gentle monks for treasure gold nor fee do you betray us and our company your grace may sit secure if none but we do what of your abode not one alive but shrewdly i suspect a gloomy fellow in a mead below i gave a long look after us my lord and all the land i know is up in arms arms that pursue our lives with deadly hate we were embarked for ireland ragedway with awkward winds and sore tempests driven to fall on shore and here to pine in fear of mortimer and his confederates mortimer who talks of mortimer who wounds me with the name of mortimer that bloody man oh, good father on thy lap lay i this head laden with mickle care oh might i never open these eyes again 
never again lift up this drooping head oh never more lift up this dying heart look up my lord bulldog this drowsiness betides no good here even we are betrayed enter with welsh hooks rysap howell a mower and lester upon my life these be the men ye seek fellow enough my lord i pray be short a fair commission warrants what we do the queen's commission urged by mortimer what cannot gallant mortimer with the queen alas see where he sits and hopes unseen to escape the hand that seeks to reave his life to true it is quem dies vedits venins superbum hum dies vedits fugiens jacentum but lester leave to grow so passionate spencer and baldock by no other names i arrest you of high treason here stand not on titles but obey the arrest tis in the name of isabel the queen my lord why droop you thus oh day the last of all my bliss on earth centre of all misfortune oh my stars why do you lower unkindly on a king oh, comes lester then in isabella's name to take my life my company from me here man rip up this panting breast of mine and take my heart in rescue of my friends away with them it may become thee yet to let us take our farewell of his grace my heart with pity earns to see this sight a king to bear these words and proud commands spencer oh sweet spencer thus then must we part we must my lord so will the angry heavens nay so will hell and cruel mortimer the gentle heavens have not to do in this my lord it is in vain to grieve or storm here humbly of your grace we take our leaves our lots are cast i fear me so is thine in heaven we may in earth never shall we meet and lester say what shall become of us your majesty must go to killingworth must tis somewhat hard when kings must go here is a litter ready for your grace that waits your pleasure and the day grows old as good be gone as stay and be benighted a litter hast thou lay me in a hearse and to the gates of hell convey me hence let pluto's bells ring out my fatal knell and hags howl for my death at charon's shore for friends hath edward none but these and these and these must die under a tyrant's sword my lord be going care not for these for we shall see them shorter by the heads well that shall be shall be part we must sweet spencer gentle bulldog part we must hence feigned weeds 
unfeigned are my woes throws off his disguise father farewell lester thou stayst for me and go i must life farewell with my friends exeunt the king and lester oh is he gone is noble edward gone parted from hence never to see us more rents fear of heaven and fire forsake thy orb earth melt to air gone is my sovereign gone gone alas never to make return spencer i see ourselves are fleet at hands we are deprived the sunshine of our life make for a new life man throw up thy eyes and heart and hand to heaven's immortal throne pay nature's debt with cheerful countenance reduce we all our lessons unto this to die sweet spencer therefore leave we all spencer all leave to die and rise to fall come come keep these preachments till you come to the place appointed you and such as you are have made wise work in england were your lordships away your worship i trust will remember me remember thee fellow what else follow me to the town exeunt end of act four